Greetings in Jesus precious name. Welcome back to the Revive Nation stream. Welcome back to our Wednesday night service my dear friends. I hope and I pray that you're ready to receive the word of God one more time. I truly believe that none of us are here by mistake or by coincidence. The Lord has divinely ordained for you to tune in with us and receive this word. And if you're here with us for the very first time, we'd love to know where you're watching us from and we'd love to know about you. Feel free to leave it in the comments and we'd love to connect with you and welcome you to the family of Revived Nations. I am here to just remind you of what the Lord has been doing for us in this season. The Lord gave us a word that this year he is going to cause us to be rooted. And dad has been teaching us of a spiritual father, of a prophet. He has been teaching us in this last season every week on the importance of being rooted and rooted in the right place and rooted in the right things. And specifically, the last weekend he taught us on the importance of uh discovering the things that has been concealed and discovering the heart of god discovering those things that god has hidden from us and what does it take to discover them and this one verse kept coming back to us and it was such a prophetic and a profound verse that it is the glory of god to conceal a matter and it is the glory of kings to discover them to search it out to bring it out to expose it and i believe and i believe that many people that are watching us tonight or whatever time of the day you are watching us that you are not just a ordinary person you are a king in god's perspective in god's eyes and that is why you are here to search out what god has uh, hidden what god has kept away see god distinguishes people in two different categories you may either be a king who wants to search out the deep things of god or you may be a swine who doesn't deserve the deep things that god wants to give you so based on our pursuit based on our hunger based on our uh desire to ask to seek and to knock we will fall into either of these categories jesus said do not throw your pearls before the pigs it is necessary that we begin to value the pearls that come from the lord to us week after week after week and if you've uh, already heard the word from the last weekend once or twice my encouragement would be to go back and listen to it one more time there is more pearls that you can glean from it there are more revelations that the lord will teach you that the lord will impart into your spirit from that powerful word that came to us tonight we want to go back to the study of the end times and last week we started something very important and uh, this is something which is very close to the heart of god that is why we are spending two weeks on the same topic it is the role of the nation of israel the lord loves the nation of israel and great things happen when the nation of israel decide to do something the times and the seasons get accelerated the times and the seasons change as soon as they take a step towards god or 
they take a step away from God. And we saw this last week how in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27 how the people they would make a treaty with the ruler of the one world government that treaty would be for a period of 7 years and after the first three and a half year period something will happen the prophets Moses and Elijah who are on the earth during that time they will be killed they will be murdered and this antichrist or the ruler of the one world government he is going to go full fledged in his attack against the Jews and what would he do the bible says that he is going to set up a sacrilegious object that would cause desecration and where would he do this he would do this in the temple and that means that the temple would be existing at this period of time and that there would be sacrifices happening in the temple it is a temple where worship would be constantly happening and the ruler of this one world government would put a stop to that so what we're going to do now is to uh, study the remaining part of this three and a half years what would happen and how would the world be what would it look like for the remaining three and a half year period you know the bible calls this period as the great tribulation period as a period when there will be great turmoil great sadness great weeping great mourning all over the world and especially there will be great persecution against the people of god jews and non-jews both so let's study the word one more time beginning from revelation chapter 12 and verse 1 this is john who is speaking this he says then i witnessed in heaven an event of great significance he is not witnessing this on earth he is witnessing this in heaven in a different realm outside of time it says and i saw a woman who is clothed with the sun the moon beneath her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head who could this woman be you remember the dream that joseph saw in the old testament where he saw the sun moon and the stars 11 stars bow down to him and when he brought this dream to his father he obviously interpreted this dream to mean that this represents the family of israel now if you compare scripture with scripture it means that the woman that is clothed with the sun the moon beneath her feet and the 12 stars that is none other than the nation of israel and john says this was an event of great significance verse 2 it says that she was pregnant the nation of israel she was pregnant and because of that she cried out and she was in labor pains and she had the agony of giving birth see we are getting a spiritual perspective to what is happening to the nation of israel when we look at it from the earthly physical standpoint we only see the pain and the persecution and the problem and the challenges but john is giving us a spiritual insight of what was happening in the nation of israel for generations for uh, centuries uh, what was happening in the spirit realm it says that she was pregnant everything that she went through that she 
was experiencing was a result of the thing that she was carrying the person that she was carrying the birth that was on the way everything was because of that and now that we have understood that it is necessary for us to come preparing to do something mighty to birth something great through this nation and we honor that we celebrate that and we look forward to what god is about to do through this woman verse 3 then it says then i witnessed in heaven another significant event this is a different event this is not uh, uh, the same as the woman this is another event he says i saw a large red dragon with seven heads and 10 horns with seven crowns on his head he calls him the red dragon okay this red dragon is nobody else but the ancient serpent that walked into the garden of eden and we will read about him more at a later stage and we saw the same thing manifest in the beast that would rise up in revelation chapter 13 with the same 10 horns and seven heads and seven crowns we studied about this last time about the seven kingdoms and and how these kingdoms will uh, bring forth the nature of the eighth king or the eighth kingdom that will be ruled by the uh, one world government that will be led by this antichrist that we are going to see in the last days it says in verse 4 that his tail this red dragon's tail swept away one third of the stars in the sky and he threw them to the earth his tail mind you it's not his power it says his tail swept away one third of the stars in the sky now what could his tail represent i want you to compare scripture with scripture to understand what the prophet john is explaining to us here if you go to isaiah chapter 9 and verse 15 It says that the leaders of Israel they are the head but the lying prophets or the lying tongues they are the tail so how did this red dragon successfully bring down one third of the stars in the sky it is not by his power or might but it is by the lies that he spoke child of god let me warn you right now You may be in the very presence of God like these stars were they were in the heavenly realm they were in the presence of God they were not here on the earth they were with God and yet the lies that this red dragon spoke to them had the power to uh, bring them down had the power to destroy their position in Christ to destroy their position in the heavenly places it's not by strength that he brought down all the angels in the heavenly places it is by the lies that he spoke he deceived them and thus they fell down and what did he do in the garden of eden exactly the same thing he spoke lies and he deceived them jesus would look at this spirit and he would call him the father of lies because 
this guy from the beginning of time he has been lying and lying and lying the devil is a liar and and tonight we have to learn to discern all those lies that we have believed and all those things that has the capacity to bring us down you know sometimes it can happen in the very presence of god that there will be that one brother one sister who is going to speak something that is contrary to what god has been speaking to you and that is how you know this this is not the truth this is this is completely different this is not what god is speaking to me this is not what my father has been teaching me this is not where i'm being led this is the life from the pit of hell and has the capacity to bring me down so i am going to reject this lie i'm not going to trust in it i'm not going to believe in this guy i'm going to disconnect from anybody that is going to bring me something that my father has not been teaching me and it goes on to say that this red dragon again this is in the spirit realm it says this red dragon he stood in front of the woman who is the woman the woman is the nation of israel the red dragon is the serpent or satan himself it says he stood in front of the nation of israel as she was about to give birth and what is his intention he is ready to devour her baby as soon as it was born now this is the heart with which the enemy is standing in front of the nation of israel verse 5 she gave birth to a son and what was his description this was a son who was to rule all the nations with an iron rod who could this be this is the description mentioned about jesus in several portions of scripture the one that is going to rule the nations with an iron rod and it says and her child was snatched away from the dragon and was caught up to god and to his throne now this is where i want you to pay attention it says that this lady this nation of israel was instrumental in giving birth to jesus to a son who was to rule all the nations with an iron rod and yet you know that he did not do it as soon as he was born after he was born he lived pure holy life here on the earth and he died a sacrificial death for the penalty of humanity's sin and then he was taken up he was caught up to now be seated on the right hand of god the father in heaven it says this child that this enemy was trying to devour was snatched away from the dragon and was caught up to god and to his throne and now we're going to come back to the period due to the seven year period and then it says and the woman she fled into the wilderness where god had prepared a place to care for her for 1260 days that's a period of three and a half months we've seen this several times in the book of revelation Three and a half years, and then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels they fought against the dragon and his angels. So this is happening at the same time. 
when the woman goes into the wilderness and when there is a war in the heavenly realm michael and his angels they fought against the dragon and his angels in verse 8 and the dragon lost the battle and he and his angels were forced out of heaven the great dragon verse 9 the ancient serpent called the devil or satan the one deceiving the whole world was thrown down to the earth with all his angels now this is of great significance my dear friends because this is happening in a moment of time see whatever happens in the heaven is outside of time but the moment it touches the earth it enters into human time and it says that there was this one point where the woman fled into the wilderness and at the same time there was a war in the heavenly realm where michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels and as a result of it dragon this dragon he lost his battle and his angels they were all forced out of heaven and they were thrown down to the earth now this is where we need to understand the context see there are different heavens the first heaven is the world the heaven that we can see with our physical eyes and then there is a second heaven which is the spiritual world the spiritual rulers and authorities that control how things happen in the first heaven in the, in our physical world and in the second heaven is where all these spiritual principalities live that is where satan is that is where his angels and his rulers and authorities they operate from and that's how they have dominion over the physical world that you and i live in and that is why when we make warfare we do not wage warfare with people that we can see and feel and touch we make warfare with powers in the heavenlies in the in the heavenly realm right in the spiritual world in the second heavens we make our warfare with those spiritual powers and the bible says there will be one point when they will lose their position even in the second heaven and they will be thrown down to this earth they will be limited in time and they will be thrown down into this world and that will happen as a result of this great war in the heavenly realm between michael and his angels and this dragon and his angels so this is not happening because of something that jesus did many people think that the enemy would lose his uh, position in the heavenly realm or that this refers to the fact that jesus died for us on the cross no no it's not that this is something that is going to happen it's still in the future see jesus already died and he has finished his work in paying for the penalty of your sin and my sin but this particular event is going to be triggered by something else something that the nation of israel will do if you remember for the first three and a half years of this tribulation period or this peace treaty the nation of israel is going to be worshiping or technically selling their land selling their souls to the the antichrist or the ruler of the one world government 
And then at one point when this two prophets, when they die and then they are resurrected and they are taken up into the presence of God, there is going to be great realization in the nation of Israel and because of which they will want to withdraw from this one world government and this one world leader who launched an attack against their prophets. And as a result of it is why you would see that they would now have to flee into the wilderness to a place that God has prepared for them for the next three and a half years. Now, because they have uh, broken this treaty, they can no longer live in the nation of Israel. Then they have to be airlifted up and they have to evacuate the nation of Israel and they have to go into this place that God has divinely prepared to protect them. And in that season, when they leave, is when the Bible says that this Michael and his angel will have victory over this dragon and his angels in the second heavens. So as soon as Israel takes out her support for the Antichrist, as soon as this woman, as soon as this nation that is supporting the Antichrist in the first three and a half years, as soon as she takes off that support, this red dragon, he is going to lose the control of the second heaven and he is going to be thrown down to the earth because of a battle in the second heavens. You know that Michael, the archangel, he is known as the protector of the nation of Israel. He fights for the nation of Israel, specifically for the people of God and the nation of Israel. And because of this incident of them taking their hands off of the Antichrist, it says this dragon, he will lose control in the second heaven and he will fall down to the earth. Can you imagine how powerful the nation of Israel is? It is because of this peace treaty or the support of the nation of Israel that the one world government would be formed in the first place and the ruler of the one world government will have his position of authority in the first place. And yet, as soon as they withdraw from there, everything will go into a state of chaos. And the dragon who is controlling the whole thing from the second heaven, he will be thrown down to this earth. It says in verse 13, that when the dragon realized that he had been thrown down to the earth, what did he do? He pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. See, till now, he was in the second heaven. Uh, he, he was controlling things from there. But now he is on the earth. Now he is, he is bound in time, limited in time. It says now he's going to come down to the earth and he's going to pursue the nation of Israel. So the next three and a half years after the whole resurrection of the two prophets and the sacrilegious thing that is going to be set up in the temple. After this, this happens, the Bible says that the Antichrist is going to pursue the nation of Israel to hurt her, to destroy her, to persecute her. Verse 14, But she was given two wings like those of a great eagle, so she could fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness. There she would be cared for 
and protected from the dragon for a time the times and half a time you remember we read this earlier on that she will be protected in the wilderness for 1260 days and it says that she would be carried on a, a, a eagle's wings right Uh, we would see something very similar in the book of deuteronomy god told the nation of israel didn't i carry you like a eagle would carry its babies didn't i carry you guys and you would see this even in literal physical manifestation where the nation of israel would be airlifted up into safety away from the hurts and the pain and the struggles that the one world government and the antichrist is going to inflict upon her verse 15 that then the dragon what he would do is he tried to drown the woman with a flood of water that flowed from his mouth this represents the persecution that he is going to unleash upon the nation of israel he is going to do everything possible to drown to sink the nation so The first three and a half years is going to be very peaceful for the nation of Israel. The next three and a half years, they are going to be running away from this one world government. They're going to be running away from this one world leader. They will be running away from the persecution that has been unleashed upon them. And in fact, God is going to arrange for them to be protected. we don't know the exact nature of this pro- protection but we will see it happening in front of our eyes where the nation of israel will be taken into safe refugee zones where they cannot be touched by the antichrist where they cannot be touched by the one world government or the leader of the one world government he is going to do everything possible to make sure that they sink or they drown which means he is going to try and cut off their food supplies he's going to cut off all of their allies he's going to cut off uh, all of the support system that this nation has he's going to try and isolate them in every way possible and it says verse 16 that at that time the earth helped her by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that gushed out from the mouth of the dragon this for sure represents every nation on earth different people groups different nationalities all of them coming together to make sure that the nation of israel doesn't get hurt in the process they will all come by and they will stand with the nation of israel there are going to be many nations that are going to follow suit and and they're going to be loyal to the antichrist but all of a sudden there is going to be people that are going to start supporting Israel and not the antichrist they're going to support the nation of Israel and they're going to make sure that they shield the nation of Israel from the power of the antichrist verse 17 it says and the dragon he was angry at the woman because he knows that he cannot touch her and then he declared a war against the rest of her children all who keep God's commandments and maintain their testimony for Jesus. See when we talk about this woman, we don't hear a testimony about Jesus because they are Jews, they are not converted yet, they are not saved yet, they have not experienced this new life that you and I have. And it says that 
the first child of this woman was the one that was caught up into the presence of God, the one that would rule the whole world with a rod of iron. And it says, then there, there are other children that are born of this woman. Who are these other children? It says, they are the ones who keep all of God's commandments and they maintain their testimony for Jesus. So you and I, those that believe in Jesus, those that have received Jesus into our hearts, do you know that you and I also are children of Israel? That's how the Bible calls us. It says that we will be the object of the Antichrist's uh, persecution and, and his anger. As soon as he sees that he cannot hurt the nation of Israel, he's going to turn his focus again back to the Christians. And that is where he is going to initiate the, uh, the mark of the beast. That is where he is going to expect us to worship him. That is where he is going to implement a lot of policies that is going to cause the whole world to be divided into two. One group that worship him, one group that uh, reject him, that hate him, that go away from him. The rest of the world will, uh, of course, love this guy and honor this guy and welcome this guy in and they will begin to worship him. Now, we have reached a very critical point of time during the end times. This is after the three and a half year period of peace with the Antichrist. And here we begin the three and a half year period of problems, challenges, all kinds of things being unleashed against the people of God, against the nation of Israel, and specifically against Christians. When the enemy knows that he cannot touch Jews, he is going to go after Christians. He's going to go after those of us that keep God's commandments and we maintain our testimony for Jesus. He's going to go violently against them. Now we have to consider this. What is the role of the nation of Israel in all of this? You would see that everything is triggered by what the nation of Israel does. The beginning of the seven year period is triggered by the fact that they sign this peace treaty with the Antichrist. The middle point of the seven year period is triggered by their withdrawal from this peace treaty, that they break the conditions, they break their uh, covenant that they made with the Antichrist and they withdraw, they leave the nation of Israel and they flee from there. And as they are in the wilderness being protected by God and covered by God, there will be great mourning. And in that season, there will be salvation among the Jews like never before. And it says in scripture that there will come a point at the end of that three and a half year period where they will one more time look onto this Jesus that they had pierced on. There is going to be a massive repentance all over the nation of Israel. Now, like I told you last week, when I say the nation of Israel, I'm not referring to the physical country of Israel. I'm talking about the Jewish people all over the world and specifically in these refugee camps where God has protected them 
and cared for them and the whole world has come together to support them and stand by them the bible says in zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10 it says then i will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of david and on the people of jerusalem they will look on me whom they have pierced and mourn for him as for an only son and they will grieve bitterly for him as for a firstborn who has died do you remember that this nation the firstborn of this nation was this child that was born and was taken into the presence of god the child who was about to rule the nations with a iron rod that would be caught up into the presence of god it says that god will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer upon the nation of israel and they will begin to weep and mourn and cry and there will be national repentance there will be a nationwide turning back to god everywhere all over the earth wherever the people of israel are hiding wherever they are covered where they wherever they are protected they are going to turn back to god and they are going to repent for what they did to jesus now that is again going to trigger something really amazing because this is going to be the end point of the world as we know it is going to finish is going to is going to be completed with the repentance of the nation of israel Uh, like i told you the beginning of the seven year period was when they made this peace treaty the middle point of this uh, seven year period is when they broke that peace treaty and they fled into the wilderness and the end point of this peace treaty is going to be when they will be uh, repentant and they will begin to mourn as a nation they will come back to god they will be able to see scripture for themselves they will be able to understand all along what the spirit of god was doing for generations let's read about this in romans chapter 11 this is paul the apostle who himself is a jew he's writing about his people and it says so this is the situation most of the people of israel have not found the favor of god that they are looking for so earnestly a few have the ones that god has chosen but the hearts of the rest were hardened so if you and i if we have the grace to understand the gospel it is because god had favor on us see it says that the whole nation of israel they are earnestly looking for the gospel they are earnestly looking for jesus and they still can't see it God did not have favor on them and it says that as the scriptures say verse 8 God has put them into a deep sleep to this day he has shut their eyes so they do not see and closed their ears so they do not hear now why did God do this you and I we may look at this and say okay God this is this is not fair why would you shut their eyes and their ears so they do not see and they do not hear and paul explained this and he says hey guys the reason 
Gentiles can experience the kingdom of God is because the Jews, they rejected. So God in his great mercy and favor for the whole world, his love for the whole world, what he did is that he allowed them to be put to sleep, a deep sleep because of which they can't see or hear for generations, for centuries, for two, three millenniums even after the death of Jesus. And it says that they cannot see or hear till that point where he will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer upon the entire nation of Israel and the whole nation of Israel will repent and they will mourn for Jesus, mourn for the one that they pierced and they will mourn and cry like they are crying for their own firstborn child who had died. And God's purpose in all of this is to make sure that the whole world gets to hear the gospel, that the rest of humanity gets to encounter Jesus. That's the one reason why even though there are several Jews that encounter Jesus all over the world, the whole nation of Israel has not yet encountered Jesus. There are many Jews that are coming to faith because of revelations, because of visions, because of impartations. All of that is happening. And yet the nation of Israel at one point will turn to God. Just like the nation of Israel at one point will trust in the white horse rider, the false messiah, at one point they are going to turn their eyes to the real messiah. And that, my dear friend, is going to be the end point. Let's read this in Apostle Paul's language. He says in Romans 11 verse 15, For since their rejection, when they rejected God, when they rejected the gospel, when they rejected Jesus, it says, For since their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, their acceptance will be even more wonderful. Why? Because it will be life for those who were dead. So there is going to be a resurrection that will happen when they will accept the gospel. So this is, this is what Paul is trying to say. He's saying that all of history will come to a finish and there's going to be resurrection power that will be released when they experience the gospel, when they receive the gospel. So when this spirit of grace and prayer is poured out on the family of David and on Jerusalem and they all look to Jesus and they begin to cry and weep, the Bible says that there is going to be resurrection from the dead. Now, let's read other scriptures where we talk about resurrection. When will the resurrection happen? Matthew chapter 24, uh, 1 and 2 Thessalonians. 1st Corinthians chapter 15 all of these places we would see that the resurrection will happen when Jesus returns back to this world when Jesus enters from the third heavens he comes back into this physical world just like the uh, dragon that fell to the earth the Bible says this Jesus he will now descend onto this earth and he will step down onto the Mount of Olives. And that is the point where they are repenting and they are already mourning. You should see this is happening in Zechariah chapter 12, 
in Zechariah chapter 14 is when Jesus returns on the Mount of Olives. Many people misinterpret it to think that when Jesus returns, they will repent. No, it's the other way. When they repent, when the nation of Israel together, when they repent, is when Jesus will return. That is when he will come and there will be resurrection of the dead. And Paul said like this, he said, see, these guys rejected the gospel and the whole world enjoyed the privileges of this gospel. So when they actually accept the gospel, man, that is going to be equivalent to the dead rising again. And he was being prophetic and he said this and he said, hey, there is going to be resurrection. Dead will come back to life when they accept this good and wonderful news. When we understand that the nation of Israel holds the key to the end times, they hold the key to the seasons and the timings of everything that happens in the world today. And when we realize that, we would rise up to pray for them like never before. We will rise up to pray and believe that things will be accelerated in the spirit realm for their help for them to make the right decisions, for them to uh, move forward in the right direction. We have to pray for them. You would see the same pattern in the days of Daniel. Daniel read the scripture and he saw that uh, the nation of Israel, they need to be restored in 70 years. And when Daniel read that prophecy, he didn't say, okay, wow, that's amazing. I'm glad for this revelation. Now I can finally chill or relax. No, he began to fast and pray so that it will immediately happen. He began to fast and pray for that word to be manifested. He began to fast and pray so that God will give him detailed instruction and understanding about when the restoration will indeed take place. And that is the responsibility of the church in these last days that we begin to fast and pray and we begin to stand with the nation of Israel and we'll believe that God will pour out a spirit of grace and he will pour out a spirit of prayer and he will pour out a spirit of tears, a spirit of wailing, a spirit of mourning upon the nation of Israel because at that point the history of the whole world will come to an end and a new kingdom is going to be established from that point onward. You know, the whole study of the book of Revelation is not about the one world government. It is not about what the Antichrist will do. It is not even about the nation of Israel. It is about the kingdom of God, the coming kingdom of God on this earth. The Lord Jesus who will be the ruler, the one that will rule the nations with a rod of iron. How will that kingdom look like? See, this, all of these stories, all of these incidents is preparation for that kingdom. It is, it is laying the footwork for the coming of the kingdom. And you and I, we are working, we are praying, we are purifying ourselves. In our, we are doing everything in our relationship and our commitment to the Lord so that that day will be here very soon when Jesus will come as the King and as the Lord of the entire world. Having understood this, 
can we pray having understood this can we desire for more of god having understood this can we ask the lord to send a revival having understood this can we ask the lord to give us the grace to stand firm in the middle of all the persecution it says that when the antichrist when he sees that the jewish people are not accessible he is going to hurt the people of god those that keep god's commandments and those that maintain the testimony of jesus i hope that you and i when we are tested we will continue to keep the commandments of god and that we will maintain our testimony for jesus my hope and my prayer is that you and i we will not be a casualty of the lies of the enemy that we will not fall for the tricks of the tail of this red dragon instead you and i we will know the truth and we will stand on the truth there is only one way that we can overcome there is only one way that we can come out of this unhurt that it is if we believe what god says about us if we believe the voice of god if we will search out the voice of god and we will give ourselves to study the voice of god to pursue the voice of god to imitate the voice of god to uh, to understand his ways and to live according to his ways that is the only one thing that will help us to stand firm during these end times during this midnight hour that is going to come upon this whole world can we do this now for a few minutes let's all join together and we'll pray together and let's invite the presence of the holy spirit to come and minister to us to speak to us and to cause our hearts to burn with passion for his name cause our hearts to burn with greater desire for him greater desire to see him and 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 that we will come to this place where we realize the value of our calling it was because of god's favor upon our lives this is the favor that the nation of israel has been seeking so earnestly and it says because of god's favor upon our lives you and i we have access to this salvation we have access to this gospel we have access to this new way to this kingdom of god let's pray father we we just we just want to honor you tonight we just want to give you praise we just want to give you all the thanks and lord we we thank you for your word which gives us insight about the end times and we are not here just to do a bible study we are here to receive your heart into ours and we know that your heart beats for the nation of israel and i pray father that our hearts will also beat for the nation of israel that we will pray for the well-being of israel that we will work for the well-being of israel that we will we will desire for the nation of israel to see and experience a revival and father our prayer is that we will not be swept away by the deception of the enemy instead we would stand on the truth and we will stand on the commandments on the word of god and we will stand we will maintain our testimony for the person of jesus and i pray father that we will we will rejoice on that great and glorious day when the nation of israel will see a nation wide revival we know that this may look like a far fetched idea 
but we know according to your word that this is about to happen and we will see it with our physical eyes and we will thank you and we will glorify you and father we will be the reason we will be the ones that are going to be praying and fasting and making sure that this time comes through very soon give us the grace lord to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth give us the grace lord to be your vessels to be your channels to be your spokesperson wherever we live and wherever we do life cause your presence to manifest lord through us to others to those that don't have a revelation of who you are those that don't have a understanding or those whose eyes are shut and whose ears are shut we pray that our voices will reach them and will wake them up from their sleep lord we hunger and desire for more and more of you in jesus mighty name we have prayed and everybody said amen amen what an amazing god we serve how glorious is his wisdom i pray and i hope that you will continue to study the word of god for yourself you have to go through so many of these scriptures by yourself study the book of revelation study the book of isaiah study the book of zechariah study the book of daniel in your personal reading and study times all of these bible studies that we are doing it is meant to help you to go deeper into god's word yourself and this weekend we are preparing to receive the next part of the rooted series so will you make sure to invite at least one person to join along with you don't watch alone get at least a few people to join along with you invite them to your homes or invite them through social media and let them know that god is about to speak to us and that god is about to encounter them and let's receive from the lord together one more time thank you for tuning in we will catch up again this weekend until then stay under the mighty hand of god